0: what's up everybody welcome to the ride share rodeo uber Lyft driver and gig economy news sponsored by curry.com i'm your host sj and it's time to get it on everybody. Welcome back to another episode this week of the Rideshare Rodeo. This is our Friday bonus episode, and it looks like y'all are going to get lucky enough to have two more bonus episodes. Uh, we just found out that the TNC uh, TNCRadio.live program will begin on Friday, October 1st. That's when all of the programming at TNC is changing over. Um, we had a meeting about it yesterday, Jason Thierry and I along with um, the owner of the station. And uh, we saw where our time slot is. It got moved a little bit, too, as well. So now it's going to be from... Let me see if I get this right. (laughs) From 4 to 6 Pacific, 5 to 7 Mountain, 6 to 8 Central, and 7 to 9 Eastern on Fridays, starting October 1st. So that means this week Friday bonus episode, next week Friday bonus episode, and the week after Friday bonus episode. So on these bonus episodes, we're just doing some different interviews that kind of had on the side that I've really wanted to get published through. Um, We're really uh, happy to have Curry sponsoring us, which by the way, in the show notes, link up with Curry. Um, Please use my uh, my referral link in the show notes to sign up. If you want to do a little investigating on Curry first, uh, you'll also find at the bottom of the show notes, you'll find all of the Curry links to the website, all of their so- social media platforms and, um, anything else you want to know, you can always email me, um, get in touch through uberliftdrivers.com, go to the contact page and, uh, just reach out to me and say, SJ, what's up in the subject or SJ got a question and, uh, I'll be happy to always answer back. Um. But other than that, this week, um very excited uh to have Jason P's uh Drive to Win13 is his handle on YouTube, uh Twitter, Facebook, um, pretty much everything. I think his even his email, he was okay with going out, which is drive to win13 at gmail.com. His YouTube channel is really awesome, you guys. I've had him on the podcast before a couple of times, and uh him and I have become friends, really good friends over the years. And he did something beyond interesting, and uh, it kind of came out in a in a forum that we had with about um, five or six different podcasters where we were talking about market to market differences in April of this year. and he was one of the people on that program during that program, he brought about something he had been doing that I had never heard any other gig worker do so. I'm going to bring him on. We're going to do the interview. I'll come back on the other side. So I have uh, Jason Pease from uh, Boise, Idaho, Drive to Win 13 here today. Um, He's been on the podcast a few times. Jason, it's good to have you back.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here.
0: Um, So this summer, I think it was in April, we had a discussion that had a bunch of uh, gig tubers and podcasters and stuff about market to market. And I, when you were you were one of the people on it, and you were talking about going from city to city, which I didn't even know till that night when we were doing the podcast you had done, right? And uh, and I really wanted to come back and revisit that, so I'm I'm glad we get to do that now because I wanted to like kind of live through your your eyes through it how it happened and like kind of maybe the mapping and what cities you hit, what you learned, yeah, um, because I still talk to people on a day to day basis about. During the pandemic, now, you know what food delivery service is great in their area. What's 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 not? You know the arguments that happen, saying you can't make that much on this one. Well, I can where I live, and yep. so, I mean, I guess like you know, where did you go? What markets did you hit? Which ones were really good to you? Which ones weren't?
1: Yeah, so uh, I learned a ton. I actually um, spent about seven months. Driving around the country, I got mm-hmm. a thirty-five foot uh motorhome and a trailer and I put my Prius up on the trailer and I traveled all the way from Seattle, Washington, all the way to the tip of Miami, Florida. And um I it was it was very eye-opening. Um I'm actually putting together a video on my YouTube channel about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of that whole experience, um, because I kind of filmed it throughout the whole time. Oh, cool. Um, I will tell you the, the number one thing that, uh, that I learned was the core job is the same everywhere, but market to market is somewhat different in how you play the game. So uh, what I mean by that is um, think about in your city, wherever mm-hmm. you're at, you're in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. You know that there is demographics within your city and areas that you stay out of, right? Because of that area. And uh, you know that um, typically that area of town is either not got a lot of business or it's got very poor tippers or whatever. So what I found was the same exact thing on a larger scale, city to city. Um, I'll give you an example. I was in Orlando, Florida, and one of the things that I noticed, I, by the way, it takes about two weeks in each market to figure it out. So if you're brand new to rideshare, you're brand new to delivering, you have to understand that it takes a couple of weeks for you to figure out the city itself. I was in Orlando, Florida. And um, what I found was that uh, DoorDash at that time, the time that I was there was very, very poor. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what the heck? You know, I mean, normally DoorDash is pretty good anywhere. Mm I found that Uber Eats was the one in that city, uh, in that area of the city. I was actually up in North, up by um, the university. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I did was I flipped over to that and found that Uber Eats was great. And I, I was blowing it up on Uber Eats. DoorDash was terrible. I was getting all the 250 orders, 250 orders, 250 orders. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. Um, but on Uber Eats was the opposite.
0: So you thought, so what did you attribute that to? That more people were ordering from Uber Eats in per capita type situation, or that there were not as many drivers doing so, Uber Eats?
1: So it was very interesting because as soon as I turned off DoorDash, I mm-hmm. stopped going to the college. Okay, because DoorDash seemed to be all college students sending me up to the college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what college is that? Um, it's, um, I don't remember which one it is, but anyway, it's there in Orlando. Um, and, uh, anyway, when I switched to Uber Eats, I then started going to homes. I started going to suburbs. I started doing bigger, better orders. Right. So, you know, if you, if you just turn on an app and you start going and you're, and you just switch to something different, it might be that the demographic in that city, um, you know, uses the cheap programs that DoorDash does, you know, the, the subscriptions or whatever. Um, and those $2 orders, which you're obviously not going to make any money doing.
0: Right. But so, very, but like you said, very strange that Uber Eats was like, you know, conquering DoorDash by miles yeah. and miles, especially because we're talking last, end of last summer-ish, is that right?
1: Um, this This was actually...
0: Or wait, when yeah, let's. So what was the time, time span? Frame, yeah,
1: this time frame is uh, January, February of, of this
0: year. year. Okay, so
1: this is the end of well, the beginning of twenty one. Right. That's the Orlando. Um, last summer, I started in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went through. I went through some smaller towns. I went from Boise, Idaho. I went up into Bozeman, Montana. I then went over to Missoula, Montana, and then I went over to Seattle down to portland i actually went down the oregon coast um hit all those little towns went to portland and then made a loop back into boise then i headed down to salt lake city i headed down to phoenix and then i went across the bottom um of the country into um into uh, texas as a matter of fact i was in texas remember last year um when all the power outages were hitting texas oh yeah I decided to go directly to San Antonio, right in the middle of that, to see if it was legit. <laughs> um, it was very eye opening, let's just say that. But anyway, and then I went all the way down through Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, and went straight over to Florida, and then did a whole loop all the way around Florida, and then went all the way back. Um, so I I put on, I think I put on about fourteen thousand miles um, just in driving um, on that that trip, but overall that's
0: but you also had that a lot of miles on your trailer or on your on your rv
1: yeah most of that was on my rv right and then then, because you
0: were in tow with the prius right
1: that's correct yeah then i would just take my car off the trailer drive around do my work um and then i may i meet a lot of people too so throughout this that's kind
0: of what i was so that's what i was wondering too so you were because i know if i remember right you were kind of training people too
1: Yeah, so that so you were giving
0: people, them that like kind of kick in the butt, like that all of us needed when we first jump into gig economy.
1: Yeah. So if you remember when you first started, you're right. You're sitting there staring at your phone, scared to death to hit the go button. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking at it. And um, so what I've been doing is I've been commenting or people that comment on my YouTube channel, they contact me and I basically go to the city that they're in and, and I'll help them. I'll spend some time with them. Um, and Believe it or not, I've actually been to Hawaii twice this year uh, doing this kind of thing, um, which is kind of cool. Actually,
0: I remember that one, too, because if if people are finding that uh, odd that, well, how are you doing that? I I remember because I was thinking that the last time we talked and you have your brothers over there or something, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. My brother lives in Maui. Okay. So I I flew over there and it just so happens he has a Prius. Um, So I borrow his (laughs) car and I just go do the work. And, uh, Same it's, color. Uh, it's similar. <laughs> <They're both laughs> Close <blue>. enough. <laughs> yeah, his is a little odd colored blue, but um, yeah, they're both blue, so it, it works. But yeah, um, I don't worry too much about the car thing anyway. I've done it with, no, red yeah. blue. I've done it with trucks and everything. Nobody
0: else. looks at the car on no, deliveries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're more concerned about the person coming to the door exactly yeah. <laughs> now, granted, passengers is a totally
1: different ball game yeah yeah now, that i absolutely will use my own car but sure um but no it, but that it, wouldn't
0: have let you do what we're talking about right now either you can't that's yeah you, you can't, can't just do- drive to other markets and and if you do it's probably on lift people and you're just getting lucky sometimes yeah. the lift thing still screws up and like will let would let me turn on in wyoming
1: yeah yeah, no, it's. it's um, I have it's, actually, I've tried it in many markets, and I've never been able to actually get it to to go. I wouldn't want to really anyway.
0: Um, no, but, but when uh, I was up in Jackson Hole last, I turned mine on; it worked.
1: Yeah, wow. it let me switch That's into driver hard.
0: mode. I'm not from Wyoming. I live in Colorado. Right. <laughs> yeah, that
1: must have been a glitch. Um, I don't know. But really, when it comes down to it, um, what I found was that uh, because I'm really helping a lot of people that want to do it as a business, right? They want to actually run this like a business. And the very first thing that I always tell them is you have to treat it like a business. You're not going to jump right in and know how to run a business right away. You're not going to jump right in and know all of the, everything about it. Like you you have to plan it out and and do it starting like a normal business would. Um, and, um, but being able to be one-on-one with people, um, show them, you know, I'll go in and do Instacart orders and we'll do it together and I'll show them right with the app. And then I'll show them which ones to get, which ones not to get, timing, location, you know, just doing that. But um, it's, it's kind of a lot of fun going to different markets um, just to learn because I have so many people contact me, tons and tons of people contact me and ask me specific questions that are kind of specific to their market. Um, and now having gone all around the country doing this, I now have a much better understanding, although I have, I stay out of California, uh, but I have a much better understanding (laughs) of, uh, of what they're really talking about within their market. Um,
0: and, uh, like in terms of when you first saw it, you were thinking, come on, man, you can do better than this. And then you got there and we're like little eye opener on your side.
1: Yeah. Well, so here's an example. Like, um, people would say, I can't make that kind of money in my market.
0: I hear that all the time.
1: I hear it all the time. So guess what I did? I went to their market and you're right. I can't do that exactly like that and make that kind of money, Hmm. but I can take about two weeks and figure out exactly how to make that kind of money. So it's still there. You just have to adapt your game. You have to, you have to adjust. And the biggest mistake that people make is they stick with one platform one thing they're going to do, they'll go out and they'll bust their tail doing it for hours and hours and hours. And then they made $63 in a 12 hour day. And they're like, this is crap. I can't make any money. Right. Well, that's because you need to adjust your, you need to adjust your game. You need to understand which orders to accept, which ones not to accept, what what areas of town to stay out of, when timing, when to work, things like that.
0: I mean, I'm sure that in your own analytics and probably in the video you're putting out, you actually have comparisons of an hourly rate that you were making. Oh yeah. Did you find that even once you had them dialed, it was varying though?
1: It is like, even
0: when Um, you had it, the city dialed and you were doing your best work in the multi-platforms, you knew which platform was making the most, but when you broke it down at the end there, hour to hour, city to city, what were you learning?
1: So um, what I learned was, Uh, small markets, you have to treat different than big markets, right? Um, I'll give you an example. I was in Bozeman, Montana, and very small town, like 30,000, 40,000 people. Um, They have a Costco and a Walmart and
0: a small college.
1: It's a small college. college. There's not a lot there. It's very spread out. Um, What I found was, I spent a week there. What I found was that the only way to make money there was getting cash tips on Instacart it was really weird. Like I literally, <laughs> I literally couldn't figure it out. I'm, I'm doing Costco orders. I'm doing DoorDash. I'm doing Instacart. I'm doing um, uh, Uber Eats, um, you know, Grubhub, and I'm not making much money. What I did do though, is I adapted the way that I speak to the customer through Instacart, the things that I say communicate with the customer. And next thing, you know, within just a few days, I figured it out. I started getting all these cash tips, 20, 30, 50, $100 cash tips, and it was all about the way that I communicated with a small market town customer. They're just different. It is just they're just different people. Yeah. And, uh, so you just have to adapt to it. If I did that exact same thing in Seattle, Washington, no cash tips. Right. It just isn't at all zero.
0: Right. Um, but, you know, And it wouldn't matter how you communicated with them cuz they're different people.
1: They just are different. They're big city people.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and, uh, but if you're in a small market, you have to treat it like a small market. They are all very like the personal feeling, the extra things you do, um, things like that. Big markets, were, and- were there
0: not a lot of Instacart shoppers up there?
1: Um, I would say, honestly, I've actually noticed per capita everywhere I go, that it seems to be about the same. Um I've not really noticed a huge fluctuation of like, I can turn the app on in this city and be crazy busy all the time. I go to this city and there's just too many people. I would say on average, it's roughly about the same everywhere. Occasionally I'll get into a market and I'll be, you know, I'll just realize that there are just too many drivers. Like there's just nothing going on. It should be hopping right now and there's nothing happening. Um, but, um, it's, it's honestly pretty much the same when it comes out all over the country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, a lot of people that are not successful like to use that phrase as an excuse as to why they're not being successful.
0: You um, mean laziness?
1: That's being lazy. Yeah. The guy that goes out.
0: Cause I know goes, you uh, and I on all the times we've talked, we both hustle.
1: We do. You know,
0: that's, that's part of our, our gig. And we both, like you were just talking about treat it like a business. Cause if, if you don't, you're doing this wrong anyway. And it's probably not for you because it is a business. It is. So if you're not treating it like your business and you're like, why am I not getting paid? Well, you're not getting paid because you're not loving your business. It's like, if you don't put your heart and soul into a new restaurant or bar, you open, it's going to fail right out of the gate.
1: Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. I had a guy arguing with me on my YouTube channel uh, through the comments and um, he kept arguing that, yeah, man, I can't go do an order and make any money for $6 an order. Like, I can't make money. I'm driving all this time, whatever. And I asked him a simple question. I said, how many free meals have you given away? And it stumped him. He's like, what are you talking about? Why, what do you mean? And I said, you're not treating it like a business. So what I do is I will, if I'm sitting at a, a restaurant and I'm and, and they're going slow, I'll ask for the manager and I'll say, Hey man, my customer is like getting kind of irritated It's taking so long. Do you have any type of like free coupons or anything I can give to them to like calm them down? Cause I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want you guys to get in trouble. And I would say seven out of 10 start handing me free meals like coupons. Okay? okay. So now, and they'll hand me multiples. So now I'll have multiples in my car. I may give it to that customer or I may hang on to it. But at any given time, now I have a bunch of free meals to give to customers. So now if I do run into uh, specifically apps that don't pre-tip, okay, so okay. some that you know that don't pre-tip, um, I might have some good interactions with that customer. And I might just clip one of these free meals to that thing and say, hey, have a great day. Here's a free meal on me. You'd be surprised how many 20, 30 extra dollar tips come right onto my thing, but just by doing that,
0: sure. stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Little things, little
0: things are huge.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, little things are huge, dude. I don't know. I know that from just ordering myself, you know, and I I've done gig work for seven years. And to be yeah. honest, like, you know, I noticed the little things I and, I, and this might seem like a big thing, but I, I don't often use it for my son and I, but when we do use Uber eats or something like that, like, even if like one person brings us, like, let's say a Chipotle. And then we do it again because, you know, we're just both so rushed on time. So many things going on. We're just like, let's just get some Uber Eats. We'll meet at home. We get here and we order it again. And the next time it comes like without napkins, something easy that we have at home too. But that just ticks me off. Now, I would never let it affect the tip I give the person because I tip correctly regardless.
1: Right.
0: However, I can say that like if I was somebody on the fence about tipping, I would be like, you. you know, hey, I'm not tipping you
1: correct i i always i always say um although people argue with me all the time about this but over communicate like communicate with the customer let them know you're on your way hey um do you need any um any additional condiments or anything you know um,
0: i don't think there is over communicating not when yeah. it comes to but, this kind of stuff like when i'm because as a consumer when i'm waiting for you to bring me food or vice versa yeah i don't care how many times you text me because i want to get it right for you
1: that's correct. Absolutely.
0: You know, yep. so if they text me like, I don't want them being like, I'm sorry to bother you. I don't care you. Yeah. I'm working for you right now. What do exactly. you need? That's
1: exactly <laughs> right. Absolutely. And like, I'm and so sorry to bother you. You're
0: not bothering me. What do you need? I'll I'll if, get it for you. What do you need?
1: That's exactly right. If if a customer is going to not tip you because you're over communicating with them, they weren't going to tip you anyway. That's right. a reason that is an excuse as to why they're going to say, well, that guy talked to me too much. He asked me if I wanted extra napkins and I'm just not going to give him any more money. Um, yeah. Or he texted
0: me twice there. to update me with the ETA. Like, ETA, exactly. that's a great thing. That's not a bad thing. Not at all. And nobody would either. complain about that because as soon as the order delivered, you're not, they're not going to hear from you again. So it's not exactly. bothering for life. And this guy this is my number. He's going to bother me forever. No, it's
1: no. Not at all. It's
0: just, yep. those are the better DoorDash delivery rideshare type people are the ones who do communicate.
1: That's correct. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, and I see it, uh, you know, I see it all over, um, you know, cause I'll go out and I'll show, I'll tell people how to do this. And it is always the people who don't treat it like a business that aren't doing it in a couple months. You know, they, well, I had to go get my McDonald's job back because I just couldn't make any money. Well, unfortunately, you were trying to deliver food at two, three in the afternoon. You, you got to be out there working in the times that food is needing to be delivered, you know? Um, and same with rideshare passengers. You got to be out there when it's busy, not when yeah. every, every single mother that dropped their kids off at school are out there trying to make money at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing I've found with rideshare cause that's, I mean, we're, you know, 95% of my gig work has gone is that, you know, people often, pe- when people come into it, they come into it with whatever hours they were working somewhere else. Yeah. And that's like, well, I'll just work those hours that right. I was working at this place, 20 hours a week. Right. That's not at all how this works, people, though. Yeah. You could be picking the worst 20 hours a week And then you're no longer even allowed to have a say in how much you can make. Cause unless you're willing, I mean, I think we've even talked about this unless you're willing to like upend your life, right? Give up weekends that are like great weekends in town. Like we have taste of Denver. I never get to do taste of Denver because I work it.
1: That's right absolutely you know i mean big i don't concerts, big events
0: yeah you got to be willing to give up a lot i mean sometimes yeah sure if there's a concert that comes through and you really want to take the night off that's fine sure. that's what you get absolutely. to do that's part of the yep. perk however most of the time you're going to have to work stuff that's
1: because exactly that's right. where the money is and and just being knowledgeable about what is going on within your city yeah um you know, um, different events coming in, golf tournaments. You got people that are going to want to be at home watching it. You know, you're going to have people who are going to be going to the event. So you might be passengering vehicles, passengering people around. Then you might do Uber Eats while the event's going on, you know, things like that. So switching back and forth, just understanding what's happening. Sometimes, you know what, you got to drive all night long. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many, and I hate it. I don't do it anymore, but I, I I drove all night long, Friday and Saturday night for about two years, you know? And yeah, it sucked. No doubt about it. I
0: used to do it too, but never, not anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've gotten too smart for it. But here's the thing. I will not work for less than $30 an hour. That is my, yeah. that's kind that of, my thing. So
0: yeah, that's kind of I'm mine good. too, where it has to average out at. Cause yeah. I will have my hours that are less or my hours that are way more, but when I break it down,
1: It's got to be
0: 30. It's got to be in there or else I have to adjust the times I'm working or which platforms or what. Yep,
1: exactly. And like,
0: you know, like here in Denver, we often get, you know, we get a ton of conventions because of the new convention center. We did before too, but now we've got this state-of-the-art facility that's like huge monster. And so like if we have a certain uh, convention coming through, you know, those Denver might be primarily DoorDash City. But those, the convention comes through and let's say it's all people from Texas and Louisiana and Alabama and, yep. and at, you know, wherever. And, and all of a sudden they come in and 90% of them use Uber Eats. The dynamic for that weekend becomes Uber Eats.
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: I mean, you need to be ready to jump ship on any gig platform to another. That's why I never understood not signing up for all of them.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: no matter what well, I, you do with it.
1: So I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I always tell people starting out, focus on one, get good at it, get any perk you get for signing up, you know, sign up and do the guarantees and the bonuses sure. and all that stuff. And then add a second one, get good at that one, get their perks and guarantees. Now you have two. then take and get a third one and a fourth one and do the same exact things. Well, now what you end up doing is you can now play them against each other with bonuses. They run. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have a, um, a, a, a shipped shipped will give me a, you know, do 10 shops over two days and we'll give you an extra hundred bucks. Okay. So I'll go do that for an extra hundred. And then, um, you know, Instacart will have a deal, you know, whatever. And then Lyft has been doing a lot of different promotions, some guarantees, which I don't like, but, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the bonuses, you know, do 20 rides, get an extra 250 bucks. I can knock some of those out, you know, but I'm not gonna work for free. So I'm gonna do the bonus and I'm gonna shut their app off and I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> you
0: know. However, you still have the app available for the next time the bonus comes around.
1: That's exactly right.
0: You know, like right now, I did I did an, an episode a couple of weeks ago with the driver from Philadelphia who does rideshare, did it pre-pandemic. He's been doing it for five years, did it pre-pandemic, yeah. did it entirely through the pandemic, and then did it has been doing it since. And yeah. right now he's at a point where his number, his magic number, like yours and mine is 40 bucks an hour. He doesn't yeah. drive unless he's making 40 an hour. Yeah. But now like um, Chad, the gig economist uh, from YouTube, it's a gig, uh, yeah. gig tube or whatever. Now he changed his name, yeah. but he is doing right now. He's in the middle of doing uh, the lift. Um, he's, I guess he's never drove lift because he's actually doing a first, time sign up with Lyft. he's got to do 120 rides in yeah. 30 days for 1800 and i was talking to him the other day um yeah. we were doing an interview and he was uh he told me that he thinks with the way he's tracking it right now that he's going to hit about 900 with 120 rides
1: okay so okay. that Lyft
0: will be paying the other 900 and i thought that wow man that is a huge different dynamic from philadelphia to orlando
1: It is because
0: Philadelphia drivers making 40 an hour.
1: That's correct. Yep.
0: So, I mean, he, if you're talking about 120 rides, I don't know what the hourly is going to break down to him for, but I mean, I'm guessing it's about a fourth of what the guy's making in Philly right now.
1: That's correct. Yeah. I, um, I do know
0: from other people too, and I just heard it from you. Orlando's a tough market, man. I think it really is one of the harder ones.
1: Yep. I spent uh, quite a bit of time in Orlando, um, did not like Orlando. I did not like, uh, Miami Fort Lauderdale area. (laughs) That was rough too. Um, but I did like the other side, Sarasota, Tampa uh, Myers. I really liked, um, they were both very busy, but again, I had to adjust my ball, my game. Like, um, I did a lot of Instacart in both of those areas. Um, and that was really, really popular because it's more elderly. And, oh, uh,
0: that makes sense.
1: the other side is more the young people and um and I was getting you know it's kind of like Hawaii um man I'm not kidding you I I was doing like um uh, I might even have some on my phone I can show you but I was doing like 150 200 dollar orders in Hawaii
0: were those you know, was, mostly tourists or
1: uh you know surprising is about half and half half a uh, customer just regular people that live there and half that were tourists coming in and you know delivering to resorts and stuff um, it was about half and half, but,
0: but even the big uh, orders half and half. Yep. People yep. that live there still spending 200 bucks.
1: It's weird. You are. Um, and I think the people that are living there um, are just very appreciative because there's not as many drivers there. So they're very appreciative that you're picking up the order and stuff. So, wow. yeah, but um, it was a lot of fun over there, man. I'll tell you what, cause I'll go make $300 before noon and then play the rest of the day. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I mean, I've been to Maui a few times. I got a friend that lives there. Um and yeah. uh yeah, I mean, if as long as you're on that you know, on at least I have always gone to the the Kanapali uh yeah. Lahaina end of it
1: yep. up yeah. there. Like, I know Kihei. that there's I
0: know there's the southern end too, but I don't think
1: Kihei. Yeah. Yeah, Kihei is really good cuz if you're doing Instacart, you're don't going from Costco to Kihei. Um, and then if you're doing uh, Uber Eats and and that stuff uh, you're you got um Kahalui, you're gonna stay in right. that area, and then you're gonna if you're gonna go over to uh Lahaina, you're gonna stay in that area,
0: right? Um,
1: my uh, my sister in law actually does do rideshare there, Uber and Lyft, and um, it's nuts. I mean, it's crazy. She'll go out in an evening and make five or six hundred dollars. It's
0: seriously it's
1: nuts, yeah. Wow, she showed, she showed me her thing. I was like, oh my gosh, and she's only working like four or five, six hours and bringing in five or $600. It's, it's crazy.
0: So people have been reaching out to you. I'm sure you refer them and hopefully you teach them things and they hit their numbers. I'm sure quite a lot don't, but I'm sure some do and that helped offset some of your cost of traveling city to city.
1: Yeah. So, so basically the way that I do it is if, um, if, if I'm planning to go to say Houston Okay. That's going to cost me a thousand dollars to get there. Right. And I'll take my motor home and I'll stay in freaking truck stops and Walmarts if I have to, to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I'll get five or six people that are signing up and I'll spend some time with them two or three days. I'll just go out, hang out with them, show them how to do everything and just get them going, show them exactly how to do it successfully. And I'll go meet somebody else. And then I'll just keep in contact. I'll call them, I'll help them. And then, you know, if all five of those people End up getting their quota, then I'll get the referral bonus of four hundred or five hundred for each one of them. So I spend a thousand dollars to make twenty five hundred. But here's the cool thing: I can also do the work while I'm there.
0: I know um, this is great.
1: Yeah, so it's a win-win-win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know people all over the country too. I mean, to me, that's such an awesome idea. Are you going? To, are you going to go back out on the road again?
1: I am. I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> I've been working. So I went to Hawaii twice. I went in March and then I got went for the whole month of July. Um, And uh, so now in August, I'm finishing some stuff up here in Boise and I'm going to actually end up going back to Phoenix um, probably for a few months. Okay. I'll probably end up heading back towards Texas and going back towards Florida again. uh,
0: Okay.
1: Winter springtime. So um I got a whole different ball game or a whole different plan that I got for for that trip. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be kind of interesting. Um, I'm actually gonna I'll tell you about it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna actually take and travel across the country only with the money that I make city to city. So I can't fill up my gas tank or eat food or stay in an RV park unless I made enough money to do it in that city. So I will. So you're going to
0: be car. stuck in each city until you can make your stuck way out. there until I can move
1: on. <laughs> and then I'm going to document it all and I'm going to make a cool video about it. So it'll be.
0: Yeah, you should, man. You should absolutely be, be taping all of this, even if like some of it doesn't seem important. You never know. You might just kick yeah. something and yell that it might play into the timing welder of your whole piece
1: i got some very interesting footage i've gotten a bunch of wrecks that have happened in front of me i've got snowstorms i've been going through like i said i was in texas when that whole thing happened you know right. and um and it was interesting. I actually went there on purpose because everybody's like, oh, it's gridlock and people are dying. And it's just like carnage in the streets. And, you know, Walmart's empty. And here's what I found. There's a bunch of baloney is what it was. OK, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Now, I'm sure that there was some issues in different parts, but I witnessed it. I would go to um, H-E-B. And here's the camera crews and the line of people and the manager standing out there. We have no water. We have no meat. We have no this. And everybody's all like, Oh man, what are we going to do? And they're all out there with their big coats on. I went directly across the street to Walmart people walking in and out there with cases of water. No problem. Right across the street. I walked into home Depot. They got pallets of water. It was for the camera crews. It was ridiculous. I filmed some of it. I was like, "Here's all these people out here acting like they're they can't get any food." I panned the camera right over to Walmart, and they're walking in. <laughs> I walked right in. I got all kinds of food. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, my guess is that that smaller store was more of a mom and pop, even if it was a big one down there. But well, you know. H-E-B is a major. Okay,
1: uh, HEB is a major market down there. Well, um, maybe, maybe even like,
0: just the logistics of their trucks trucking messed up and. Could be. Yeah. Because of this, because of this storm. (laughs) Right, right, right. And I get it. Like
1: there were parts. So here's what I, here's what I learned. I know that
0: Dallas really,
1: I think Dallas really felt it. There was a several areas within these cities. I was near San Antonio, New Braunfels and San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And what I found was, yes, if you go to this one section of San Antonio that has a power outage and people are telling, you know, they're on the news saying they're burning their kids clothes to keep warm in the garage okay, whatever. Um, Go eight blocks to the North and it's fine. That's my point. Um, right. So yeah, if you, and I get some people maybe were stuck, you know, not able to move or whatever. I, I get it. But for the most part, it was, it was not what it was really like. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. I feel um, like that's, that's the, really, I feel like that's the case with most times when things yeah. like that happen, they, you know, yeah. What those of us that don't live there, it's staged. So the national news puts it out like that. And then their local news obviously cannot even try that because if they did, they'd be like, dude, that's not happening. Yeah,
1: whatever. Well, so I will say the only thing that did make me nervous was fuel. So because there's a huge stretch between uh, San Antonio and uh, uh, El Paso, there's like, 700 miles or something crazy. And there's just town to town every 300 miles or 250 miles. And I will say that I would get to a town and I'm in a big RV that gets eight miles a gallon and I'd pull up to a gas station and they got signs, no gas, you know, or only premium left or whatever. And I would have to fill up or whatever. So it did make me nervous about, um, about that. Cause if, cause it was wintertime, and if you're stuck out somewhere, now, granted, I had propane, so I got heat. But um, it, it could get kind of hairy if you didn't have any fuel. So
0: sure, I mean, if you had to, you would have had to just undock your Prius exactly. and start working I drive, right there. I drive all the way to Phoenix on a tank right. of gas in the Prius. So,
1: <laughs> but then you're
0: leaving your home behind, and exactly, I get it all. So okay, yeah. I. I guess uh, one big question I would like to know though, is so was there a favorite market or was there one that just head and shoulders stood above others to you where you're like, damn, this, I'm really crushing it in this one.
1: Yeah. So um, this might sound a little weird, but I had a favorite market on different platforms. Okay. So on Instacart, it was Seattle. I was getting lots of 70, 80, hundred dollar orders um I have a whole um a whole like way about doing it there that you could really make a lot of money um doing doing instacart. So Seattle was my favorite for Instacart, other than Hawaii. I'm not gonna talk about Hawaii because that's just a different ballgame.
0: Right. I feel like you're in love with Hawaii and you're
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yes. I feel like I your am.
0: brain's half in Hawaii right now. <laughs> Seriously it is. Um
1: and uh and Phoenix um, for, um, the food delivery, um, just like, um, regular food delivery, not so much Instacart and shipped, although shipped was very good. Um, but yeah, st- standard food delivery was uh Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. And parts of Florida were good, but, um, it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I know, and I know it's inland too. I, I had to spend, I had to live in in Florida for two years, with the laser company that I do work for in Miami. And it just was not for me. I moved from Michigan to Colorado and like immediately got that job, moved to Miami for two years. And I was like, I don't belong here. I'd like, I mean, I've got like a hundred friends in Colorado. I'd like two in Miami.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was just, it's just a
0: rough city for a guy like me from Michigan to roll into and think he can be somebody. (laughs)
1: Seriously. uh, yeah. Work-wise Miami Fort Lauderdale, Davie, um all that whole area south Florida and Orlando. Um it was rough. Again, you go on the uh the west side of Florida and it was much different. Um right. a little different way to play the game, but um I like the west side way better, Tampa area. I was actually there at the Super Bowl. Um I I drove to Tampa to I didn't go to the Super Bowl, but I was there. Right. during the super bowl so i got some pictures and stuff but that was an adventure too but
0: i mean tampa's the one that had the 3500 lift offer
1: that's correct you yep. know that at the
0: peak correct. of at the end of june or whenever that, that was may maybe yeah. But yeah. that was ridiculous that um was ridiculous um, <laughs> i think
1: um i think maybe even the fort lauderdale area had some pretty high ones as well um if i remember right
0: but yeah, I mean, you should, you should almost be live streaming some of this stuff. I mean, I feel like you're, you know, you already did something. It worked really cool. You did something really unique and now you could almost take your show on the road anytime.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm working on a whole uh, thing. I've reserved all my, uh, website names and everything, and I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm going through and doing. Um, and I am working on a whole bunch of things, but um, right now um,
0: it's just something completely unique though I've never heard anybody but you doing that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, awesome. It's, I have <laughs> the ability
1: to do it, you know, and I'm I'm not tied down really anywhere so I can really do whatever I want and it's um it's an adventure for sure, no doubt yeah. about it. Um well you've very-
0: taken gig work and you've made it a bigger adventure though. Now you're like discovering new towns Yeah. Now, when you go back to these towns, you're like, I know where every street is. I know I can, I'm a human map.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I I did, I was talking to somebody the other day about, I said, you know, if I ever want to move to a city, the very first thing I will do is I will stay in my RV or a hotel for about a month and I will do Uber Eats and delivery and ride share and everything. You figure out the whole city really quick, where you want to be, where you don't want to be, what good and what bad you know, yep. where all the stores are, everything. That's exactly what I do. If I ever go to a new city.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I saw some, I saw some really.
0: And if you, and if you didn't, and if you wanted, and if the listeners want to do something like he's talking about, you're moving to a new city and you don't have an RV, at least yeah. just go to get a weekly hotel for a few weeks Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: and live like that because it is better always to feel out the city first. Don't just move somewhere yeah. and think you can throw a dart and go, I'm going to live here.
1: For sure. Yeah. You need, you sure. need to and know.
0: Would, you need to I know. I would actually
1: do like Airbnb because I actually have Airbnbs as well that I do. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole, whole other side of gig work, if you will. Um, Turo yeah. is another one. I'm um, doing the same thing with that. Um, okay. But um, yeah, my, my ultimate plan is I'm going to hopefully have uh, Airbnbs kind of all over the country in all different areas. So nice. It's very bold. I have a very bold plan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my yeah, girlfriend my girlfriend than. has some rentals and she's talked about making them Airbnbs before, or yeah. hey let's let's trade in. She said let's let's sell one of my rentals and get one up in the mountains because yeah. we always we always are up in uh, Summit County riding, snowboarding, doing stuff. Yeah, and she's like let's Absolutely. let's sell this and get one of those and then we can go up there yeah. whenever we want. <laughs> you know, it's For like, sure. Well,
1: that's the beauty of an Airbnb <laughs> because if you want to be in it, you just block out the dates you want to be there. Yeah, it just don't show up. And i I had an Airbnb in Boise, and I was I was doubling up, tripling up my uh, my mortgage on the place. And nice. um, you know, I basically created a whole new account, a bank account, and all the money from the Airbnb went into that account. All my expenses came out of that account. Built up ten or fifteen thousand dollars in it. Then the pandemic hit. You know what? Didn't matter. I had all that money sitting there. It just didn't affect it at all. Right. I went through the whole pandemic with no problems at all. So, right. and I had, you know, doubling up, tripling up, like I said, so it was really pretty great.
0: It's a, it's a great thing yeah. that you had them on Airbnb and that you didn't have renters in there. Right. Because exactly. who knows what your situation would have been then.
1: Exactly. I'd have been <laughs> no payments. I'd have been stuck with you yeah. know, the house. You know, and know,
0: turning it into squatters, trying to get a court date exactly. that didn't exist for years. That's exactly. Right. Um, just craziness. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, exactly. so Jason, let's, uh, let's plug away at your stuff here. before before i let you go how to how to give us give us all the ways people find you i'll put them in the show notes too, people but why don't you uh you know how how do people how do people find you how do they get in touch with you
1: yeah so everything is drive to win 13 and uh so it is d-r-i-v-e-t-o-w-i-n one three drive to win 13
0: twitter Uh, facebook youtube facebook
1: instagram youtube email at gmail.com okay. um i uh also in any of my youtube videos all of my information including my phone number is under there <laughs> um, so yeah uh, i don't think I,
0: saying uh, it under your breath covered it up but okay probably not yeah but I do get a lot of phone calls and sometimes
1: some really wonky people call me but that's all right um but yeah, that's uh, that's it. And I'm also um, going to be getting a website going and, and uh, working on that too. It's a whole other project I'm working on. So uh,
0: Yeah, my out of my advice, I've never really checked out your Facebook presence and stuff. But if yeah. people, if you're looking to get in touch with Jason, my best advice is check his YouTube channel out. Yeah. He's got a lot of yeah. videos up there, um, a lot of really good infor- informational ones, especially for anybody starting anything. Yeah. I think you kind of have something up there for everything, really. When do, you started yeah, Instacart, so, when you started DoorDash, when you, I yep. mean, even the pandemic pivot and everything yep. is in there and it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. cool. Cause if you, you know, when you land on somebody's page, if you click videos instead of home, they come yeah. into the descending order. Yeah. So if you were to do that and scroll to the bottom and then go back up, it's kind of yeah. cool. Cause you can watch the timeline of the pandemic and what Jason was doing. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty interesting.
1: And it's interesting. And that's actually something to think about here because I talk a lot about running it like a business. And when you run a business, you have to adapt to whatever situation you're in. And that's exactly what I did. Pandemic came and I adapted to what I knew would be needed in the pandemic, which was grocery delivery. So I started Instacart right when the pandemic hit. I remember and I pushed really hard at it because I you were
0: out, you were out of rideshare in days. I remember seeing it on yep. Twitter and I communicated with you. Cause you're yep. like, I'm done with rideshare. There's no rides.
1: None. None. Zero. Like
0: the two days Zero. after the cares act passed, you're like, okay, there's no rides. I'm done.
1: Yep. out. Um. And, I didn't, and, I, and I honestly didn't do another ride until just recently. I had some bonus. I went and took on and uh, made yeah. a quick four or $500, but um yeah, I was just, I was done with it. And then I flipped over to all this other stuff and then, you know, start traveling around the country and and everything. And, um, but yeah, the, the YouTube presence is good. Um, I'm, I'm working on getting to 10,000 subscribers. Um, I'm at about 7,500 right now. And, um, and that's growing every day. Um, the thing about my YouTube channel is I try really hard to make it valuable. I'm not doing it to, you know, um, a lot of YouTubers will take and they'll stretch their video out forever Mm -hmm. before they give you the information, right? They're trying to make you watch the whole thing and whatever. All of my videos, I do it very specifically to be uh, of value to you as a driver or as a new person. And and I think people really appreciate that. Um,
0: Absolutely. I mean it sucks to go on YouTube and see a six minute video and you don't learn anything, but I go on to yours. You have six minute videos. I will learn something because if you did one, it's not like six minutes of just talking about what a platform is. Like you're going to walk through a specific something. And I think your titling is pretty well done too on YouTube. Like pretty damn specific as this video is going to teach you this. And That's it's correct. very specific. Or yep. this is my intro to Instacart. This is what happened correct. to me when I started. My like first day. It's one of my on favorite that. things about your channel compared to a lot of others is that it's very straightforward. You don't have to go look at 22 minutes and then the title and go, I don't really know where this is going to take me.
1: Exactly. That's a good you know, right? I do try really, to keep all of my videos under 10 minutes long. Yeah, I, I couple- mean a couple that I stretched out because, um, they just needed to be, um, you know, there's too much information. But. I
0: mean, you were the first one that did a video with, um, us about para para. Yep. And, I so. uh, I think you even kept that under 10 minutes and you had, and you even had, uh, um,
1: David and you had uh,
0: David and, and, uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, I but know. you somehow kept that. I, I believe, I don't remember for sure, but I believe you kept that under eight, 10 minutes.
1: I think it was eight minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's I, I, pretty good. And that was at a, a pair of peak point. I just had David on yesterday and we were talking about some really interesting things for the future. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah that's a good group of guys. I, um, yeah. I like well, all those. It's guys. only
0: four of us. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Hey,
0: I, <laughs> I mean, like we've that. added some moderators and stuff who are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I actually posted something to the Facebook group and I'm, I'm not a big Facebook guy. Yeah. Trying to get back into it to build up the business the business exactly. end of Rideshare Rodeo and stuff a little bit. But yeah. um, I have an account. And then I have this account that I created the business on. And, and I finally reactivated my account after like six years of it being stagnant and closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. my personal account. But it has all my friends and stuff. The other one wasn't really getting populated. And people weren't associating things. So I had to. And uh, I had already joined the para group uh and i am like an admin in it for right. facebook as the fake name account i have right. so i went in and invited my real self with oh, my with my admin account yeah. to the group and then like 10 seconds after i did it the mo- two moderators said nope and like shut me out and i was like <laughs> what the fuck just <laughs> happened and I, me, and then guys. like the a third moderator, this girl Ellie, who's been working for us, she's awesome, Um, yeah. who's moderating for us, gets on. She's like, "I'm so sorry. Are you you?" Kind of, thing. and I'm like, "I'm me." And she's, oh, like, she's like, "I'm so sorry. We keep denying your entry." I'm like, "I'm, I'm just yeah. think it's funny. What's going on here? You're right. You're <laughs> Did I do denying. something?" She's like, "We're just being really careful with people right yeah. now." There's been a lot of people trolling, and I'm like, I'm like, well, can I come in? And she's like, Oh, you're in. I got you. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) I'm like, Damn,
0: you guys are blocking me.
1: Right.
0: That's you know. So we all got a kick out of that. I guess Jimmy was in the office, and he said something to to one of them. He was like, He's like, Why are you blocking Steve? (laughs) And they were like, Huh? And he's like, That's Steve. He's he's with us. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Hilarious.
0: Yeah. Jason, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, welcome. I know that uh, I know people should find this super interesting and contact. I mean, I almost want, I'd like leaving it at this point because it makes people want to reach out and contact you about their market now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, So
0: and- if, if, if you're interested in what we talked about here tonight, definitely look Jason up on some social platform or find his email or whatever, which I'll put all of them in the show notes because as he yep. just said, and I'm sure people that care are caught is contact him. He might find that he's going to be near you or in your area and might be able to work something out where, you yep. know, he comes in and he does, he does know what he's doing guys. He's not, even if you've been doing it for a little bit and you're just not getting it, maybe he's got some tips for you. Yep. You know, I try and give people tips. Jason's got his tips, like yep. get in touch with him, man. He's got this multi, he's got, he's got something most of us don't have under our belts. I got Denver dialed to the right. T. Yep. However, I've never worked outside of Denver in a gig. Yep. So Jason has an experience that most almost every one of us out there do not. So, yep. you know, take yep. him up on it. See if uh, see if there's a workable situation, or reach out to him, or whatever.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And I will be uh, I will be heading to uh, Phoenix in the near future, and I'll be there, kind of home base for a little bit, and um, branch out from there. And I have a lot of people I've met in Phoenix as well.
0: So Uh, Phoenix area really make sure Phoenix area listeners make sure that you uh, get in touch with Jason, even if it's just to have a quick coffee or something while he's there. Maybe you guys can brainstorm ideas.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And something we love doing. I I met with a lady in Phoenix. um, (laughs) It was really crazy. I met with this lady. uh, She asked me about doing, um, I think it was Uber Eats. I said, Hey, let's go out to Starbucks or something. So we did, we met for 15 minutes. It was very interesting that relationship started and within probably three months, we were retrofitting one of her uh, houses as an Airbnb and I helped (laughs) her do that. And I actually took some furniture from Boise, Idaho uh, down to Phoenix from my Airbnb and put it in her Airbnb to help her out. (laughs) And and now she's got this up and running and doing really well, you know, so you just never know what a 15 minute conversation will bring.
0: No, I love them. I I actually try and do them whenever I can. Absolutely. You know, I've actually like oddly just randomly noticed a rideshare driver coming into a coffee shop, kind of looking a little pissed or something. I've (laughs) done something stupid, you know, just something even little and dumb. Like, let me buy that guy's cup of coffee. Yeah. And he notices and says, "Hey, thanks, man. You can tell he's like grumpy and his head's down. And I see his Uber and his Lyft sticker and all this. And I can just tell he's just, you know, and I'm like, I'm like a t- rough day out there you know? and he's like, dude, I'm pissing me off. And like, they'll just start talking, man. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And it's, it's like, you can sit down with them and learn a lot. And I've been doing this forever, but I still can learn too, even from people mm-hmm. just being upset.
1: Well, you know, what, what's amazing to me is, uh, you know, people are different just like markets are different, right? People are different and you'll learn from the mistakes that other people are making. And you'll, if you are willing to, listen to those mistakes and make sure you don't make the same mistakes, you can save yourself a lot of that kind of grief right there. So right. I actually do the same thing. If I'm out talking to people and whatever, I listen to what they're doing wrong. I don't go in and say, Hey man, I'm the best that I, you know, I'll tell you exactly what to do. Right. I'll give them some pointers, something to think about. And mo- most of the time they don't think like I do and they never have. And that's part of why, you know, they're maybe not successful. I do this full time. This is what I do. And uh, I get like a business and um, I'm able to, to. yeah, you do. And and I'm able to help a lot of different people. And I get a lot of people that are very, very thankful, Um, you know, just a month later, they're like, man, totally redid my whole, my whole way of doing it. So it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really good
0: so yeah so people look jason up um yep. not only uh, is he you know able and willing and he already is doing this stuff but i've talked to him a few times i think he's a really good guy and uh just look him up check out his stuff get in touch with him
1: yeah and subscribe and, to my oh YouTube. and
0: subscribe to his youtube channel too <laughs> or
1: like what do they always say like comment and subscribe yeah do that <laughs>
0: yeah like subscribe click the bell like yeah, yeah. Exactly. do all, do all those three, do all the things you're supposed to do That's with, right. with a good channel. That's right. And, exactly. uh, and then
1: delete all the other guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least like make sure that, you know, check Jason's stuff out too. compare it. Just like, yeah, just like we're talking about comparing markets, go watch a video on something from somebody and then go watch one. You'll find one that Jason did on it too.
1: Yeah. Go watch absolutely. one of his and
0: see which one was shorter, more to the point.
1: Yeah, got,
0: got it. through to you quicker. Yep. You know, Absolutely. I've done this cause I've been doing this a lot. I've watched a ton of all you guys on YouTube. Yep. And to be honest, like I know yours are short to the point and I learn what I need to know in your videos. Yep.
1: Absolutely. And I'm not there, sitting definitely.
0: through something wondering, am I going to learn? I know I will. That's correct. It's just, I, cool. I look up the ones that are apl- applicable to me.
1: Yep. That's exactly right.
0: You know, yep. so
1: for sure. So.
0: But thanks again, Jason, for coming on right. and, uh, Look forward to chatting with you soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
0: Uh huh. All right. Well, hopefully everybody found that as interesting as I did. Um, Jason's a great guy. Again, uh, I'm going to put everything in the show notes, but make sure to reach out to him. Uh, he's willing to always talk to whoever from whatever market, tell you whatever he knows. Hell, he might even come out and visit you. <laughs> you never know. I mean, as he said, you know, he'll hold your hand through the first few days if you're a new gig person and he's in your area. And like he said to the Phoenix people, you know, he's heading down that way from Boise for three months. And uh, I'm going to call it taking his show on the road because he's the only guy I know that does that. And I think it's just awesome. I think it's such a clever idea. You know, it's not something you can do with rideshare because we can't switch state. We can't work in every state. But he found and, you know, he found a little opening there and took advantage of it and um is out there teaching people the right way to do things and, you know, helping them to reach the goals that are initially presented to you to earn rewards. And, you know, that helps him too. So uh, I don't know, always fun to have Jason on the show. I, I love talk. I could talk to him for so long because he's such an interesting guy. Um, But yeah, give him, give, check out his things, give a, especially his youtube channel like we were talking about he's got some really great videos up there you guys and they're not drawn out they're not any of this that the other they're just informative and really good videos so drive to win 13 is aces in my book um that guy is always welcome uh on the podcast and uh you know we i love staying in touch with him so Okay, uh, that's about it for the week. Uh, thank you for joining us. And remember to look in the show notes and sign up for Curry. Drive with Curry, guys. The amounts coming through on the orders are huge. I mean, you can make way more in a very short time, or in a much shorter time, I should say, than you would doing rideshare or deliveries or any of them. So make it another piece of your of your gig worker portfolio. Sign up for Curry today. You can find it in the show notes and... Uh, We'll see you in the back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.